every time. Stop you know, saying it like a. You're not a. You're not a. Like a. I want to make sure I'm saying this right. Pencil thin mustache, 1930s <laughs> silent film villain. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, stop doing it. All right, welcome to our latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Jason Voorhees. Whoa. Oh, come on, man. All right, it's me, Brian. It's I like me, it Brian. when you always come up with a name, though. Has Brian ever given us his last name on the podcast? Yeah, I say it every week. Yeah, it's uh, it, but he whispers it. It's kind of like Yakubovitz. He is always like, Brian Jessica. Like, Brian. It's always kind of dying Yakubovitz. down. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I can get that name in there. I was going to say, we wait I plan on doing it. No time this week in doing that. What are we no. doing this week? Well, number one. This is our second week broadcasting the pod. So True. last week we were in the location where we normally record. Uh-huh. Training and room this Delta. This week, due to a scheduling conflict, a snafu, if you will, we're at my house. Yeah, because that explains the baby picture I'm looking at right over <laughs> yeah. your left shoulder. Yeah. So if you squint or freeze the frame <laughs> and kind of blow it up, you can see the fridge in the back. And yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful family. Sure. Well, you thank have. you. Yeah. Anyways, sure. Yeah, so we're here this week, and uh, hence the scenery, and maybe a little echoey. Who knows? Again, we, we just try to get a little better every week, and some hey, weeks we yeah, fail. Yeah, you guys hear that echo? <laughs> <laughs> this will sound better on the pod than it does in the broadcast. Just in case anyone wants to know. So listen to the edited version. Listen to the edited version. Always. It will always be better than the video version. Hey, to anyone who might be watching us, though, on our Facebook Live video, cheers. Coffee. And if you see us get up from time to time, it typically will be coffee. Although, Scott, if you want coffee, I'll get it for you okay. since you broke your toe today. <laughs> well, maybe. Since you, hey, it's the second. Scott it's walks, the second. limps in walking up the stairs. Yeah. The second broken toe on the podcast in less than a year. This true. is a fact. Mine just recently... Started looking normal because I lost my nail. Not that anyone wants to know that, but it's fact. And Lovely. Just re- it took like six months. There's almost seven months. You know this this would be a really great place to transition to Gabriel Jesus, but we have no reason to talk about him. Yeah, that's true. So that's why don't we just transition into our whole show? I Fair like enough. that idea. Let's do it. We are going to do something a little out of the ordinary. Something that we like to do when we are coming off a weekend that did not have. Any Premier League We had League no matches. matches this past weekend. No Premier League matches. Plenty of FA Cup action. Some interesting, Which some we'll not. Which we'll talk about. We will definitely talk about. We'll get you caught up on that particular competition. We're also going to do a couple of the segments that you've come to know and love. Dave's got his Arsenal moment. He can't pass up a chance to talk about uh, Arsenal's uh, inspiring <laughs> victory over fifth-tier Sutton United. Speaking of Sutton United, we're going to spend way more time on this match than we should but it's going to be a lot of fun. Brian's going to tell questions. Us, no, there's there's a lot to talk about there. All right. I hope so because we're going to talk about it sure. for quite some time. Brian's going to talk to us a little bit about everyone's favorite reserve goalkeeper I guess. until today, Wayne Shaw. And I'm going to do he one of those. He still should be your favorite goalkeeper. Uh, well, maybe. I don't know who he's goalkeeping for. Although I saw a supermarket's going to offer him a job as a pie tester. That's that's 
hilarious. That's funny. We'll we'll catch you up if you're not sure what we're talking about. Uh, every once in a while, we also like to do a club history, an incomplete, unofficial club history. Yeah. Uh, you know, just I, random facts about a club history that we decided to put together that would be fun. Yeah, I thought it pod. was completely apropos to have Sutton United on this weekend. We're never going to talk about normally, them again. Normally, we would have to describe to people who Sutton United is because they probably had never heard mm-hmm. of who yeah, Sutton no United way. is. But, Brian, as you pointed out, the lead on every sports news, you know, ESPN, Fox, NBC Sports... The lead story today was Sutton United, right? Yeah. yeah. The fifth We tier. should save it for later. This is the United States sports media. It is, Not yeah. English sports Which media. Which is amazing. Yeah, it's yep. It's fantastic. It's fantastic for soccer. It absolutely is, and we'll, we'll definitely get into that a little bit very soon. But the main reason why we're here is to talk about what to expect over the next three weeks in the Premier League. This is going to be a very complicated time for most fantasy Premier League owners. We're going to give you the best strategy that we can to help you through match weeks 26, 27, and 28. We're here to help you out. Now, for some of you, there is no helping you. Yeah, nope. just for we're letting you know there there might not be an answer for many people. Not unless you either obviously use a wild card or you take a big hit. That's right. But we will get into that. We will do the best that we can to get you prepared. Uh, for the next three weeks, specifically this coming match week 26 taking place this weekend. We got a couple other fun things as well planned that we don't want to give away yet. We'll just get right into it. That's enough of an intro, wouldn't you say? Yeah, sure. All right, let's talk about the, the FA Cup. Not quite the Premier League, right? But no. still some fun. On uh, at, at 12 o'clock, that's noon Saturday, noon Eastern, Eastern Standard, Time Standard Time in the United States. The FA Cup competition was looking pretty interesting. You had Lincoln City through to the quarterfinals. You had Middlesbrough through to the quarterfinals. Yeah. Millwall to the quarterfinals. City had just drawn with Huddersfield Town, and you weren't sure, although they probably will move on in the replay. And I want to be honest. City had a pretty formidable lineup going in that game. That's right. It wasn't like they just completely had their under-21 team out there. That's absolutely right. But by the end of the weekend, you had Chelsea... Manchester United, Tottenham, and Arsenal also make their way through. And it you know, it looks like it's going to be, by the time we get to the semifinals, this should be a pretty heavyweight probably. finish to the tournament. Especially since Lincoln City got, actually they probably got matched up against, if they want to win in the next round, they probably got matched up against the best team they could probably possibly win against, and that's Arsenal. Really? Sure. See, I look at your Arsenal gunners yeah. there, Dave. And I look at how they got fifth-tier Sutton United, which, again, we'll talk about some more yeah, in a minute. It's a very nice draw. In the fifth round. Then they got fifth-tier Lincoln City coming up in the quarterfinals. They typically have a club history of not getting favorable draws. Hmm. Well, cakewalk to the semis. The clubs who did not get favorable draws, Chelsea and United drawn together to play in the quarterfinals. No tears shed here. Yeah, nah, unless you're a supporter of one of those two clubs, probably not too sad. That's going to be fun to watch. And Who's the neutral in that one? Who is the neutral? Yeah. We yeah, are all neutrals in that line. I'd rather I mean. see I would rather see United win. No. I I actually have a counter argument to that. Because if you, you want, want Chelsea to play more in you a want Chelsea segment to play more we like to call who's the neutral Wait. Let's try a different one. In a segment we like to call Chelsea Manchester United. Who are you rooting for? 
What? Okay. That's so right. dumb. Do you want to do another one? Uh, yeah. In a segment we like to call, <laughs> who should I root for? Yeah. Yeah. Who should I root for? Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. Who should I root for? I can probably twist that up into something. Yeah, of course. All right, let's keep going. Who should I root for? Chelsea or Manchester United on March 11th, 2017 in the FA Cup 19th it's, round. It's not going to <laughs> the 19th round. I know you matter. want them to play more games. It, yeah. I don't want them to win a double. I don't either. I, Therefore, I, I would like to see them lose. Sure, sure. And who knows? I mean, we're talking about three more matches total. They don't play any European competition. It, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. They got through the holiday season just fine. We're talking about, you know, maybe a double match week coming up later on. You know, one, what, their third of the entire season? I mean, this is nothing. So it's it's not that big of a deal. Cheer for who you want to cheer for. Oh, all right. Do you know who I can't cheer for, though, who? as a neutral? Millwall. And I apologize well, if I'm about to offend so, anyone who's a Millwall supporter. Which we might. We do have listeners in England, <laughs> in the motherland, okay? We do have listeners there. There's probably not many Millwall. I mean, there might be. What very did well Millwall ever do yeah, what, to you? What did Millwall do to you? They're just mean. They are. That, that sounds kind of weird ground, for me to say. I don't remember it? their ground name, but I do know just in the last couple of FA Cups, they seem to make it to about this point, to the fifth round and or quarters. Mm-hmm. And, but you end up learning a little bit about them. They, I hear their home is very... Difficult to play. And did Liverpool played. Did they play Millwall last year in the FA Cup, or was so. it two years ago? Well, that wasn't last year. I don't think uh, they're just. It's, it's just known as a very hostile ground. Their are you saying? Are, are you saying there's hooligans there? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Absolutely, no doubt. Okay. Yeah, I think if we were ever to eradicate hooliganism from English soccer, yeah, they would have to go to Millwall last. Because it's going to be the most difficult to eradicate that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Millwall FC, seventh place currently in League One, which is the third tier of English soccer, uh, English football. They are uh, still in the FA Cup into the quarterfinals after uh, defeating Leicester this past week in a late goal. Leicester's... Shocker. (laughs) Leicester's woes continue. Uh, Coming... Now they're out of the FA Cup. They obviously, as we record this on Tuesday night, they still have to play their round of 16 first leg against Sevilla in the... The only time I'll root for them all year. Champions League. But there was a story, and I didn't read the whole thing, so you guys might have to correct me on the details here, but my understanding was Ben Chilwell, left back for Leicester, reserve left back for Leicester City, refused at one point during the match to take throw-ins anymore because he was scared to get that close to the fans. Come on. Not even kidding. I mean, let's see if I can look it up while we're talking. We have a little kitty emoji con we could put up to represent <laughs> oh. Ben Chilwell. Wait, do you think he's gonna get? Hit? You think he's gonna get hit by a he's can a little, or a, a a, what? Do they have bottles? I mean, yeah, sure. It probably hurts to get hit with batteries and other things. But come on, man. Well, I mean, I think there's only a certain amount of you. You want to keep your distance whenever you're in danger. I don't think that's that unrealistic. But, uh, Let Wes Morgan do it, or or Huth. You got you got giants. <laughs> what are they going to do to those guys? Nothing. Uh, probably nothing. You're probably right. All uh, right. So it looks like you might have to edit that or leave it in and, and hear my apology. Apparently, he he injured his fingers and is saying he wasn't scared. There we go. That those were rumors. Not making stuff up again. Not made. <laughs> English media, man. Think English about media. maybe fake look, news. Think about the way fake news. Fake soccer how, news. 
if you look at the tattoos the right way, how scary Danny Simpson looks. That dude's scary. Danny Simpson? Yeah. Come on, he's like a... Like a little baby, but he's a scary baby. Okay, all right, sure. I'm just saying. Anyways. They've got other options. So the highlight for many people came at the end of the weekend. It was Monday afternoon here in the States, Monday evening over across the pond. And this had kind of been built up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Before the, even game, before the game had started, Men and Blazers had done a little thing on Sutton United. Yeah. They interviewed reserve goalkeeper Wayne Shaw on their podcast. Yeah. It was fascinating because they were hosting Arsenal, and that's part of the the magic, the the, the fun of the FA Cup. Yeah, seeing these tiny little stadiums, or yep. you, you can't even call them stadiums. You literally can see pitches. if you're looking right down the middle of the field in the the TV picture up to the right. There's a house. <laughs> Someone's house. You can you can just be at the kitchen doing dishes, Brian, and just watching the Arsenal. game. Watching Arsenal. It, it is fantastic. D- yes. Did you see in that little? blip they had um nbc sports did about like uh, the locker room no i did not the dressing room for arsenal was looked like the size of a closet and there was one shower (laughs) yeah he joked they joked that that they hoped that the the hot water worked yeah and maybe the hot water will work for for them that's amazing arsenal hired personal bodyguards really to escort the teams are you kidding me Speaking I'm not of kidding. speaking of kitties, speaking of Millwall, what do they think? They thought Sutton was Millwall, I guess. No, the Sutton fans were fantastic. I, I think on were. some level it was the unknown. It was the complete accessibility to anyone. Yeah, not necessarily Sutton fans, but if there was some Spurs fans that decided to come to the game to cause problems or something. But bottom line is, I mean, even after the game, I don't know how much longer you guys watched it, but the fans kind of just ran onto the field. They like, did. There was no security there. There was it, okay. There was probably some security, but it was light. And you know, on the it Arsenal was just side. A, there's armed guards. It's the equivalent in the in the U.S. is if there was a baseball tournament and a single A team or double A team had the Yankees and or the Red Sox or the or the Cubs coming to a, sp- a single A mm-hmm. ball club. Mm-hmm. That's right. Where there's barely fences up, a few stands, you know, and just complete accessibility. It was really fun at the very beginning of the match to see the the lineups uh, sitting standing in the tunnel. Uh, Michael Oliver's in there. Everyone's crowded into this gross concrete hallway. Uh, it's, it's it's awesome. I'm not putting it down at all. I thought it was amazing. It's just it was it was a spectacle to see. This, the moment the match kicked off, John Champion was absolutely right. It, it, this was something to experience. And no matter what the result of the match was going to be, it was going to be a wonderful experience for everyone involved, including those watching. So all that said, the weekend ended with a 2-0 victory for Arsenal over... Was it 2-0 or 3-0? Would you call it, it a convincing 2-0 victory? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was convincing. It was never in doubt. No. No, no, no. Sutton rarely ever had a chance. I think they had one good chance to score. They hit yeah. the crossbar. Well, Dave, in the in the aftermath of the two nil victory for yep. Arsenal, uh, obviously, you know your club is on to the quarterfinals. You got to be feeling pretty good about the draw. Why don't you go ahead and give us a little uh, Arsenal moment? Well, the Arsenal moment is really in reference. It it doesn't touch much on the Sutton game because okay. I feel like that was something. That was to be expected. Sure. But what wasn't to be expected was the result that happened earlier in the week. Okay. Oh. 
Yeah. That drubbing. We could have let that go. The drubbing at the hands, the spineless drubbing that was taken by one Byron. Byron Munich. All right. Second half, they came on strong. 5-1 victory. for one, one, one at half. Koscielny goes off four minutes into the half. And at that moment, you might as well have lit a grenade and thrown it in the middle of the field because that's what happened with Arsenal's souls. Only at Millwall, man. All right. Byron's classy. Dear Arsenal, hmm. I try to be reasonable and understand things in a reasonable way. But after being a loyal supporter for many years, I have come to a conclusion. Arsenal, you are unbelievably good at being consistent, just not the type of consistent that I prefer. I prefer the type of consistent that challenges for a Premier League title, Ryan. Mm. Uh, a Champions League title, Scott, mm. every year. What you are is a type of consistent that is even harder to become. <laughs> I'm convinced that it is harder to be almost good every year than to never be good and never be bad. This is absolutely more difficult. How can every year something happened to derail a season. Do you like that your manager seems to consistently underachieve? Do you like that your players consistently have the mentality of an eggshell? Do you care? Doesn't seem like it. And I'm beginning to wonder if the supporters need to care as well. Ooh. If I hear you right, you're saying that they're actually even better than they are. Because it's harder to be consistently this mediocre, mediocrely consistent than it would be to be terrible or exceptionally good all the time. You want to know how I can recognize this? Yes, no. Brian, I am saying that. Okay, I can recognize this. Well, you should be good. You should be happy. Then you have a, a truly great team. No one can be That's as always consistent. focused in the wrong direction. That's amazing consistency. That should be celebrated. As a fan, I'd take third place in the league right now. You want to know why I can recognize this? Because I've been sort of in this spot before. I've said this before on the podcast. I play softball every spring on a team. We have lost a championship game six consecutive years in a row. No way. Are you serious? It is harder to do that. It is harder to do that than to actually win. Yeah, it's the old Buffalo Bills four straight Super Bowl. It, I, I don't there. understand. I don't understand. We have arguably the best team and or one of the best teams every single year, yet when we get to the championship game, it is less than our best. Dave, I love you like a co-host, man. Yeah. But I what's the one that. thing that both your softball team and Arsenal have in common? Me. Yeah. That is a problem. <laughs> That's a huge, massive problem. Um, <laughs> all right, so... Should I stop being an Arsenal fan? So Danny Welbeck didn't play because of Sutton's artificial pitch. Yes. Uh, you care about that? No. Okay. Good on him for missing out. Yeah. What I happened mean, to Nacho Monreal? Where was he? Yeah. Probably had the day off. I think he was on the substitutes bench. Yeah. He's fine? Yeah, no, he's all right. I love how Alexis came on in the last 10 or 15 minutes. That felt Baker like it's so scared of him, he, he decided to play him. Is that is it that what it was? I felt like it was like a hey, uh, Sutton fans. I'm glad that you're here. Like t- he was throwing him a bone. Like you paid good money He's to see a- Arsenal play okay. at your pitch. 
That's a very good point. And you know that what? That felt you, like a great gesture. You might be right. Because the fans were chanting to Alexis. Were they? Yes. So, but I also think all he wants to do is just play. Sure. It doesn't matter who it's against. They showed him on the sideline, though, on the bench at one point. He seemed like he was in decent spirits. He wasn't pouting like he has been in no. the past. No, you talking about just sitting? Yeah. Arson, I'm sure, told him before the game, Alexis, I'm not going to start you, but I'll put you in later. And yeah. you know what? As long as he knows what to expect, it's just like, I swear, sure. he's like a big kid, man. He's just like my son. If I, if I, if Griffin, my son, is in the middle of something and I just take something from him, he, he will absolutely get upset and lose his mind. But if I say, hey, Griff, in, in five minutes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the tablet from you and we're going to do something else. Okay, Dad. It can be one minute later. He has no idea. You know, he's zoned in. And I take the tablet and he's like, all right, not even a problem. It's like Alexis is a kid. Vanger probably said, hey, let's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to take it from, I'm going to take it from you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit you and then you can play the last 20 minutes of the game. And he's probably like, yeah, sure, great. For anyone who wants to see what your son looks like, they can just look on your fridge. I would just find him on the on the fridge behind me. <laughs> well, excellent. I appreciate Anyways, that Arsenal moment. So that was an excellent that's Arsenal, Arsenal moment. moment. Yeah. Let's Why should just, should the supporters care? Very very profound question you ended on there, my friend. Yeah, I felt like that was one of my better Arsenal moments. I ever. agree. It was yeah. good. Yeah. I just thought you were going to do a full another full Arsenal moment about whether or not Wenger should have just been fired immediately after you got destroyed by Bayern. They'll they'll let him serve out the year. It'll be a summer yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I but I, but I think the train a, might be coming in on his coaching oh, yeah. career at Arsenal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't think that you can't hear the train. Train <laughs> trains are coming. That Cumin train. Uh, the Wenger so. fire train. Much has been said about the reserve goalkeeper. How is he? 46? 48? Yes. Something 46. Like 46, 46 years, old. years old. 286 pounds. Like 5'11", like 280. Yeah. Wayne Shaw. Roly-poly. Reserve goalkeeper Roly poly goalie. Roly-poly I didn't know that poly England had roly-polies. Obviously they do. Because I'm assuming. they're the li- little, Are they the little... Little stink bugs? No, the, the little gray guys that kind of curl up in a ball when you go to touch them. Yeah. You don't call those roly-polies? Yeah, sure. Everybody does. Sure, Everyone I just didn't know. Yeah, you want some coffee? Sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. Wayne um, Shaw. So we asked Brian to put together a little, not, kind of a how to say, but not really a how to say, because we know how to say his name. But we wanted to hear Brian give a take on Wayne Shaw before we close the book on this young man. Yeah, I mean, his name's pretty easy to say. You should probably have, I don't know what kind of music you want to put behind this. Probably some kind of oompa mu- music. Uh, <laughs> pro- maybe like... Uh, Oh, I don't know something that's something that's something that's befitting a, a I don't know a, a hippo walking. Okay. Um, well, look, his name is pretty easy. It's pronounced Meat Pie. Meat Pie. That's his name. Yeah. Okay. It's good pronunciation. But I can it's do spelled, that one. It's spelled the same way you'd spell Wayne Shaw. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Wait, I wait, think, wait, hold on, let me make sure I got this. Meat? Yes. Pie. Pie, like you eat a pie. Got it, got it. Like he did on the sidelines during the match. Yes, he did, didn't he? Which was funny when I saw it live. Everyone loved it. It was hilarious. It was perfect. It was like, this is the perfect close to the Sutton United story. Yes. Except it didn't end there. If it had ended with 
images of him at halftime with the him picture pictures of him with fans at the bar. That would have been another hilarious way to end it. Absolutely. He didn't have to take the he didn't have to step a foot on the pitch. But he and he did it. And now he never will again. Probably never will. Probably not. Yeah. As all the reports are saying, he has resigned his place from the team. He, I'm sure he would have been removed either way. It was a decision by Sutton United, the chairman of the of the team. And because you can't place bets, and there was a uh, one of the club newspapers, one of the betting sponsors, yeah. had eight to one odds on him eating a pie during the match. And there he was eating and a pie. And there he did. He ate a pie during the match. Apparently, well, there was a big payout of a five-figure bet on, or five-figure payout on that bet. I should yeah. Say. And obviously, there's some, some suspicious activity there. Nefarious. That, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And Wayne Shaw admitted he knew that that bet was yes was there. So people people that were affiliated with him placed bets. Poor Sutton United manager, the vaping manager. Yes. Um, did, I, I never picked up. Did, did they catch him vaping on the sidelines, or he, did he refrain because someone? I'm kind of mad him. that we're talking about this right now. Look, the point is Wayne Shaw. Wayne Shaw is not. He had to be removed from the team. Yeah. Let me let me just interject here and. I wrote a limerick about Sutton United. Did you? I did. Let me just go ahead and read it, and then we can carry on with the conversation. You'll see why I said I'm upset. Okay, all right. Let's go back and rewatch the tape. Not to get one more look at Wayne Shaw's shape. We know he ate the pie, but I'm moving on from that guy. I'm really going to miss seeing the manager vape. Yeah, that's, that is very... I feel like that yeah. is an unexplored angle. We should have yeah, well done. Okay. You guys brought it up, so I figured I'd go no, ahead and insert you, the limerick you here. That I was perfectly. hoping that we would avoid that topic until the limerick, but that's okay. That's all right. Well, no, you, you, slid, you slid it in there very nicely. That was a very fun limerick to write, I yeah. have to tell you. No, no, absolutely. You thought it was going to be about Wayne Shaw, but I actually did a right you, turn. You did. It was about the, no. the vaping manager, which, come on, that was the story of the last round. Now Wayne Shaw and his pie eating is the story of this round. Sutton United has taken over the FA Cup. Yeah. Yes. Which is, definitely did. I'm okay with that. Sure. Uh, and like we said, the fact that it was the fact that it was what would amount to headline news for ESPN, yeah, either shows it's how shocking. slow the news day was today, yeah. <laughs> or there's no NBA. It's yeah, true. Not, not a lot That's going true. on. The NBA break was this past weekend, and it could have just been kind of the the cheap the cheap images that you get of a of a of a overweight goalkeeper. This is not it's a true. basketball podcast. No, it is not. It's also uh, not a Sutton United podcast, which, but it's sort of becoming one. Let's listen, talk after about this the, podcast, we'll never talk about them again. That's absolutely right. So at this point, let's finish up with... An unofficial, incomplete club history of Sutton United. And I got to be honest with you, there's not a lot here. <laughs> there's just not a okay. lot here. All right. They're known as the U's. As U's in, and United. Uh, they're, hold on, they're, hold on, stop. Aren't those like female... Sh- isn't a U a female sheep? <laughs> Letter U, not E-W-E. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The U's, capital U, apostrophe S. They're known as the letter? Yeah. We are U's. the U's. Yes. Yeah, they do this. They do this shape with their hands. Just for United? Kinda like the Y and YMC, only it's U. Only it's United. a U. Yeah. No, that's, like field that goal. part's made up. Field goals, good. That, that part's oh, made up. But they are really called the U's. Okay. They don't do the... the, the okay, do the all right, all right. 
Their, their club dates back to 1898. That's when they were uh, first founded. They're, they had a couple other names before, but then they combined to Sutton United. So there's two different clubs in Sutton, and they combined and formed Sutton United at that time. Okay. They play at uh, a stadium note called Gander Green Lane. Fantastic capacity name. of 5,000. Gander Green Lane. I'm sure it's on Gander Green in Lane, prob- probably, right? Probably. As in White Hart yeah, I Lane? Didn't, you know, I didn't Google Map it. All right. Maybe I'll try as I'm talking. I know, I can't believe uh, that's going Sure. Uh, that location, it hasn't been called Gander Green Lane for this long, but that location has been their home since 1919. Oh, wow. It's been their home for a very, very it long time. It looked like it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the tunnel looked like it hadn't been sure. painted since 1919. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot here. They really, I think they're, they're, as far as I can tell, I'm pretty good about current levels of English soccer, but it's hard to go back because they've had so many different names in, in the past. And, 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 you know, there's been different variations on how, uh, you know, English soccer has been formed. And honestly, the World Wars one and two also wreaked havoc on English soccer. So oh. these histories are a little incomplete without me making them even more incomplete. more incomplete sure but it looks like this is the highest they've ever been okay. this fifth tier i don't think they've been any higher in the in the professional leagues so to speak the top four tiers of english soccer. so i think this is as good as it gets now they have a, a couple of names that we're familiar with of course wayne shaw currently or well, formerly now with the club another former name uh that some of you guys might know Efinakoku, who's a name that you know because he was the other broadcaster in the match yesterday. John Champion did the play-by-play. Efinokoku did the color commentary. And he's done Premier League matches for you know, years. He's, he's, a, he's a regular weekly on commentary in the Premier League. Called this match uh, yesterday here in the United States. Didn't think anything of it. Went back. He used to play for them. Really? He was one of their first clubs. Or one, I'm sorry. They were one of his first clubs that he played for in his soccer career. That sounds more right. It's very interesting. <laughs> There's another name that might you might find interesting that's that's tied to Sutton United, and that's Alan Pardew. Huh. Really? Did you see him in the stands during the game? Uh, no, I didn't. He was sitting in the in the I stands. Must have been looking away when that he happened. He is really good friends with Sutton's vaping manager. Really? Yes, he absolutely is. And uh, in fact, he was there. Pardew might vape. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I don't know, he doesn't strike me as the vape. Maybe closet vapor. You think? He might be a closet He, he likes to do it when he's in the club. <laughs> party likes oh, the yeah, club. Oh, yeah, he's a party guy. Brian. We know he yeah. dances. We oh, learned that last he's, year. He's a club and fool, man. <laughs> he's a club and fool. Alan Pardue actually took part in the ribbon-cutting ceremony. Really? I think it was two years ago. I think it was 2015 when they unveiled their plastic pitch. Oh, he yeah, was sure. part of the ribbon-cutting ceremony for that. I saw a picture of it before some virus warning popped up on my screen, and I quickly closed it out. Mm. That's another story. Well done. The mascot, I love to talk about the mascots as part of these club histories, Jenny the Giraffe. The Lady Sheep. Oh. Jenny the Giraffe. Jenny the Giraffe. Yes, and they claim it's one of the few female mascots in sports. Okay. Whatever. They talk about her on the website as if she's real, and it's a little creepy. I'm not going to lie to you. Jenny the Giraffe. They don't acknowledge Jenny the Giraffe as a mascot. They acknowledge her as a giraffe. Okay. It's creepy. Go check it out. SuttonUnited.net. 
Not as right of now, show time, it's, it's, the website's crashed. As of, of showtime, their website has been has crashed. But in like three days, when it's yeah. back up and nobody's going to their website, yeah. go check it out. Click on the link for Jenny the Giraffe. You're not going to be disappointed. Sure. I might try to link later in the week to yeah, it from yeah, yeah. our social media. It's a little weird. I'm not going to lie to you. It's really bizarre. I would read some to you, but of course, as I mentioned, their website is crashed. Jenny the Giraffe seems like exactly the kind of mascot that premier league the fa cup anyone else would possibly need so i think we should still try to boost them the more that we you know the most oh, we sure. can yeah or when absolutely. we keep trying to Why get not? them get them up higher and higher there's some they're, they're lower like mid to lower table in the fifth tier they're not coming like lincoln city but is at the top of the fifth tier they're probably going to get promoted what i read time. about them and we need to move on was they don't have a lot of money there's no real desire to try to move up you just kind of want to have a team that go out there every week and you know play some football and see what happens in the FA Cup. That's right. Not like Millwall. Seriously, they're scary. Sounds like Arsenal, really. <laughs> let's get to let's get to the heart of our show now. We have got a really tricky time coming up. Uh, it's something that horribly you know, tricky. Horribly tricky, and and it's it, it feels trickier than than most years this year. It seems like it's hitting all at once. I feel yeah. like at times it's spread out more. Sure. But we're getting blasted like with a three-week blast that's just brutal. So let's let me let me highlight what's to come and then we can talk about some strategy on how to get through this as a fantasy excellent soccer manager. So first of all, this coming weekend is match week 26 in the Premier League. And the Alongside Match Week 26 in the Premier League this weekend is the League Cup, the EFL Cup final between Southampton and Manchester United. Mm-hmm. First trophy of the season will be given out to the winner of that match, which is great. But what that means is those two clubs, Premier League matches, have been postponed. And that also then affects Arsenal and Manchester City. That affects a good bit of people who are owned by quite a bit of people. Correct. So just to be sure it's clear, Arsenal, Man City, Man United, and Southampton are not playing this coming weekend, those four clubs. All other 16 clubs will be playing. There will be eight matches taking place this coming week. That's match week 26. Match week 27, everybody's back in action. So the following week, first weekend of March, Match week 27, all 20 clubs will play. It's as you were for fantasy owners. Match week 28 gets tricky. Second weekend of March. There's 10 teams that week. Well, it could be 12. (laughs) Because if Manchester City wins their replay with Huddersfield Town, as I expect they will at home. By some miracle, Huddersfield Town pulls off the upset. Then we will have Man City host Stoke. In the Premier League. But if that doesn't happen, and it probably won't, if City wins their FA Cup replay, that leaves four matches in the Premier League for match week 28. It'd be easier to tell you who's playing, so that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. Bournemouth will host West Ham. Everton will host West Brom. Hull will host Swansea. Lots of fantasy implications in that one. And Liverpool will host Burnley. You have leave- one top six club probably playing in match week. 28. I have some fantasy knowledge that's going to rock people. I I'm just, excited I, for I it. I have one little bit that's going to, people are going to think I'm crazy. Okay. I'm just telling you, don't be surprised if I'm right. Okay. So that's what we're facing over the next three weekends. It is, it is 
a nightmare scenario to try to think about. So what do we do with these upcoming match weeks, guys? The first thing you need to know is that you're probably, you've probably already been warned, which we, we've said it in the past couple of weeks, especially yeah. with Sergio, or not Sergio Aguero, but Alexis Sanchez. That was the first guy, and he's one of the top. He's 34% owned even now. Sure. He's already dropped in price since we said he might drop in I price. I already sold him. Right. And you and a lot of other people have yep. sold him. The natural swap was to go straight to somebody, the, one of the higher-priced people, but I think it was probably Sadio Mane because he's he, the most transferred-in player and so good far. Reason. Yes. Well, uh, can I jump in on that? Yep. Just, uh, so Liverpool is, again, the only top six club that's going to be in action on both, both match weeks 26 and 28. Right, that's correct. Now, last week, we talked about Liverpool midfielders. and They've been the discussion all, all season long for yeah. us. And you mentioned, Dave, your line, which was a good one, that you know, in the start of the season, it was, you know, which ones do I play? Because there's so many. Like Basically, it was, you can't go wrong. It's like, which ones are going to do well? Right. And I want to play them. Now yeah. it's like, which ones are going to do well? Because they're all kind of struggling at the moment. Now, yeah. Mane may be back into form, turning things around post-African Cup of Nations. But I'm going to be honest with you. Even though Liverpool has been struggling more lately, they're the ones playing. Therefore, I've got chance to at least score some hey, points. You just want some warm bodies out there. That's man. exactly right. Hey, so where I would start is this: teams to avoid. There's three teams that I want to try to avoid. Three teams. Okay. All right. Okay. Arsenal, Manchester United, and Southampton. Okay. Tell me why. Wait. Be say those again. Arsenal. Because they don't play in 27 for the next three weeks or 28, 26, this or 28. week, next 26. week, and the week. Game week. Yeah. Game, Arsenal match week 26. Yep. And match week twenty eight, both of them do not play in those in those. Well, match weeks. and it might be City too. And it might be City. That's right. So adds currently City isn't, but let's be honest, they're playing Huddersfield Town. Okay. Yeah. Now that's that's maybe more. I've got more players in my lineup from those four clubs. Now I don't personally, but a lot of people listening to this yep. do. I've got more players than I can send out on free transfers. So okay. that, now what do I do? Yep. Well, you're right. You would so this is what you're gonna do. You're either gonna take some minus points. Negative four for every transfer. For every over. transfer. Yep. And or you're at least gonna give yourself a chance for points there. But if you just take zeros, now listen, you might maybe you have to take a zero or two. Okay. I don't want to take many. I'd rather yeah. take my chances at taking a minus four and hoping that one of the guys I'm taking, you know, I I at least am going to give myself a chance to do it. Sure. Even if they, you know, at least that's my thought. The odds are good that you are going to have Zlatan, Alexis, David De Gea, all over 30% owned. Just those three guys. Yeah. Odds are slightly less good that you'll have Sergio Aguero, Koscielny, John Stones, Petr Cech, Boo. or Boo Hector Johnson. Bellerin. All who are between 16, 13 and sixteen percent. Then, hot commodity uh, Raheem Sterling, uh, Antonio Valencia, Paul Pogba, and Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. all at around ten percent. There are so many just, guys. Just those players are all in the. They're all in the top of the most owned players. Then, once you bring in week twenty-eight, yeah, it's all but. It is all but Lukaku and Gareth McCauley. Uh, 
in the top ten of most owned so players. That the question is perfect segue for me right there. Do you want? Do you have your wild card remaining? Yeah. Do you use it? Yeah. Yeah. For week twenty-eight, or do you plan ahead and wait for all of the double match weeks to come up? There's a, there's multiple the strategy bullet. options here. My yeah. strategy would be this: bite the bullet. Dave, now. go ahead and say what you need to say. That's what I've been trying to say. <laughs> That's what I've been trying to say. No, your segue. All you, right, you, what you mentioned, Lukaku and Macaulay. Yes, they are both part of the teams. That I say I gave you three teams to avoid. Yes, we'll add a slash four because we'll put City in there. Right. Arsenal, United, Man United, not Sutton, Southampton. <laughs> And Man City, okay? Now, uh-huh. the teams to have, anyone from these teams at this point, considered a warm body, they also have some good players. Yeah. Liverpool, West Brom, and Everton. Uh-huh. Those three teams all have good players and all have players that will be playing. And you can you can hold on to those guys. Now, what I would do is this. Yeah. I For me, I if I have the wild card, which I already used mine, if I had it, I would use Stupid. it now. Stupid. I'm just kidding. Fair enough. I, no, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think you're stupid. I'm actually surprised you used your wild card already, Dave. I used it a couple weeks ago. All right. And whatever. So what I would say is this. Use your wild card now because after match week 28, we don't know when the double match weeks are. You can slowly start diversifying your team again without it costing you And points. that's the key. That's the key. Because when you use the wild card, if you go all in on players that are playing in match week 28 and you max out Everton, Liverpool, West Brom, whoever it is – Throw Hull in there. They're in form right now. Swansea, too. If you play a lot uh, of players you, from those clubs, I know, I'm, just stay with me. Get, you're about to get to me. You have to undo everything you've done. And if you don't want to take negative points, that's going to take multiple weeks. You might fall behind, not in match weeks 26 to 28, but in 29 through 35. I tell you how to do it. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to tell you how to do it right now. Great. I think one of the steals during this time is Hull City. Okay. Although their owner wants to be known as just the whole Tigers, but they're the whole city. Let's Tigers. not give him that. Okay. Let's not give him that right. satisfaction. Yakupovitz, we've already noted. Yeah. Pod favorite. <laughs> Absolutely my all time favorite season goalkeeper, Yakupovitz. Yakupovitz. <laughs> he has been in form. He's been in form at the beginning of the season. He got hurt. He'd come back. He's still in form. Hall defenders. Yes. Had been scoring well since mm-hmm. he's come back. Hall, like you mentioned, is playing each one of these weeks. And their schedule's they are not, not wavering. And yeah. they're very cheap. Use your wild card now. If you haven't used it, you use it now. You put in Yakupovitz, cheap. You put in Hall Defenders, cheap. I don't I know like, why you don't. I like Maguire and I like Robertson. Uh-huh. Maguire for corner, corners, uh, he's a center back. And Robertson, and he is a he is a giant. He is giant. If anyone has seen that picture, that's not photoshopped of him and Theo Walcott from a couple weeks ago. It's fantastic. Anyways, why are you rolling your eyes, Scott? Why are you rolling your eyes? Uh, What? Yeah. Um. (laughs) Listen, but what that's going to do is this: that's going to free up money because you're going to have three hall players, two defenders, goalkeeper that are very cheap. You can then that will give you money later to have a. Acosta, Lukaku, again, you might already have some of these guys, uh, Amane and Hazard, and put, you know, uh, listen, I still think Matt Phillips and Chris Brunt, I definitely would have Chris Brunt in there. In fact, I do currently. My current defense, my three defenders I'm going to be playing, Chris Brunt, 
Maguire, and Robertson. Wow. Although I, I think I still have Harry Walker. Uh, Harry Wal- I know Harry we were Walker. a little down. Everybody's Kyle been, Walker. A lot of people are down on. Uh, we're down on Matt Phillips, and I know we even we, in the past yeah, couple of weeks, he's and struggled, especially but, last week, it's because he's blanked five in a row. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people sold him. Sure. And it's and there are definitely players that you can go to that are right in the same range of price as he is. But I mean, just the fact that he's going to be out there. Should make should have made pe- more people think about selling him than than actually did sell him, but I think it's I, it's I don't know I told, I'm a little torn. I told a slight lie earlier. I haven't sold Sanchez yet. He's on my bench. What's wrong with you? But my formation this week is a formation on, that I've never played before. You lying to it's the a one, It's a five four one. I was gonna okay. say. It's a five four that's one. The, that's a thing. You so, don't need fifteen players this weekend or in match week twenty eight. You just need eleven who are on the pitch. Yep. Right. The tricky part is if you go all in with your wild card, or even not with your wild card, you got a couple of transfers you can use between now and then. If you go all in on match weeks twenty six or twenty eight, and you're going up against someone who's got multiple zeros that you know are going to be on the board because yeah. they've got the you know, Arsenal guys still or City yeah. or United or whatever. If you don't score points, if you don't get 50 points plus yeah. by making very bold moves yeah. to, to, to get guys on your squad that are playing, it doesn't matter that the opponent you're going up against or the other guys in your league, your main competition, are getting zeros. If you're not putting space between you and them with the players you're playing, yeah. it's only going to hurt you down the road as they've kept their, their yeah. guys bit the bullet on the zero now, and and they're going to race right past you in future weeks. You've got to think not just about 26 to 28, but you've got to think in the next four match weeks after that as well as you try to recover your squad, which is why I do think there's benefit to what you're saying about Liverpool, Everton, and West Brom, because I think those are clubs that are in form. I like what you're saying about Hall. That feels a little bold to me. I don't think I'm willing to go there with that many Hall players, uh, but I don't disagree with you. Does that make sense? Sure. Like I hear that and I say, okay, okay that's that's a way to now, do it. Now, but I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Two of those next three match weeks, twenty six and twenty eight, they're playing at home. You like that? Yeah. They're playing twenty match weeks twenty six. They're home to Burnley. Yep. Next week they're at Leicester. Not bad. Leicester hasn't scored in two thousand seventeen. That's a possible We're almost clean two sheet. months yep. into the season. Yep. Clean sheet waiting to happen. And then they're playing home to Swansea. That's a great schedule. Okay. No doubt about it. Yep. yep. You're right. You're absolutely right. So if you're going to play three it whole could players, be now. now is the time to do it. In match week 29, then they have Everton and West Ham. Then they have Middlesbrough. And then I'm saying if you're going to do it, yeah. for God's sakes, now sure. the time. Sure. You're not wrong. And yet there's another club there that's going to play too. The schedule is not as good, but the players might be better. And that is? Swansea. Yeah. Don't forget, last week, match week 25, they had three defenders in the top four for that week That's true. Yep. in scoring. And you're talking about Hull defenders. I mean, I like the Swansea defense right now. But, now, got, but Swansea, match week, Swansea does not have Jakubowicz. Swansea. Babianski. I, I thought you were going to let me guess what they don't have. <laughs> I wanted you to be quick. I wanted you to be quicker on that. Swansea does there. not have vape access. The point of this is, <laughs> what they don't vape in Wales. They have Gilfie. They, they have Gilfie. There is nothing. Speaking of which, where's your Gilfie shirt? It's not this week. 
I had to return it. You don't it. have it yet? I had to return it. It was too tight? It was a little small. Yeah. It was like Arsenal small? On me, Listen, yes. When, when, you, been nice when on we me. order things from the motherland, you kind of order it a size bigger. Well, this came, from, this came from the United States. Oh, it did? Yeah. Oh. Uh, we'll, get it, we'll get it next week. Look, here's the thing. Teaser. Gilfie Sigurdsson is up, basically doubled his ownership. Your chance, wow. as we said weeks and weeks ago, your chance to, to buy get him, him when cheap he was cheap over was gone. Yeah, yep. He's up to 12.5 percent owned. Yep. I agree, Scott. Any Swansea player. Here's another angle on this, which I think is really tough, especially for Week 28. The the position that gets crushed in this is striker. Strikers get the the strikers yes. who are available that matter from the teams that remain are Lukaku, which everyone's kind of on already. Andy Carroll, mm. good luck. Yeah, Solomon Rondon. Mm. Mm-hmm. You gonna try? You gonna go for Benikafobi? Josh King is he? He's a midfielder. He's midfield. Which I lame love that. What I'm are, gonna go. I what am are you gonna going do? to say. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna? I am going to own <laughs> no, Josh King. I here's it. why. He is their striker. <laughs> He is playing forward. And he's getting midfield clean sheet He is points. midfielder. He is midfielder classification. We love that. We love that. Yes. It's yeah. the reason why and he's Anthony playing. Martial, why can't you just be normal? Yeah. But Bournemouth, they're also playing all three right. weeks. They are there. I love the Josh King pick but for that reason, but that's what I mean. They don't have a striker now that Callum Wilson is gone. So it's a phobia if you want, but he's not going to I mean. I'm not going to play him the whole time. Urente, that's an option. Yeah. Umar Nias. Pod favorites. More Hall. Yes. So that's another option. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like we said because of their schedule. And then Andre Gray, I think, is yeah. the is the only other guy. You don't that love Burnley is... as much and Andre. You you didn't exactly. mention Jermaine Defoe. You no. know, well, you only get Defoe this week. Yeah, he's not playing match week twenty eight. You lose to foe match week twenty eight. So that's so that's the only reason why I didn't conclude him. I'm I'm talking only about right now, especially match week twenty eight, where you lose. Yeah. You basically have to select out of that yeah. out of that stable of players. I think it's gonna be I mean, you, I yeah, you could do a one or a five four one, a four five one if it's you can, if you can put it in there. You well, gotta do what you gotta do, bottom right. line. But what I'm saying is strikers are a really difficult position to cover. Especially right. week twenty eight, and out of that group, I think depending on how you have your team structure, like for me right now, the way it sits is Kane, Lukaku, Crouch, and I think a, a ton of the people who bought in on Peter Crouch, I, I'm assuming Peter Crouch is probably a third guy for most people that oh, own. Peter he's going to get added this week twenty eight. You well, if they keep if they keep their match with City. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. He's going to be. Not playing, right? Potentially, he's, as of now, he is. He is, but, but, but he, we're. I mean, assuming, yeah, we're what assuming. What's Huddersfield going to do? All of that to say, yeah, I just feel yeah. like you're. You know, in the next two weeks, yeah, you could. You might have. This is a chance. The Premier League says FPL says it all the time. I think I'm sure that we. You know, we've talked about it here and there. The potential for a differential guy that you could have for a week, yeah. Uh, especially with someone like Urente, who they're not. I mean, that's not a terrible. It's not a terrible guy to have in there. How many yeah. people are going to have Nias? None. 
who uh, people yeah. already don't have. Can you please say his name again. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm not trying to do it like you did. <laughs> Villain snuck in yeah. uh, a couple extra words there. Look, uh, can I? Can Go I ahead. add two things? Number one, I just want to close out the Swansea versus Hull debate that you and I had a little yeah. bit ago by saying that Swansea's schedule is not as good as Hull's. It's not, because they, they, they play this week, Chelsea. Can I just make a bold prediction there? They do play home to Burnley. Chelsea draw. It could be a nil-nil draw. Maybe. Swansea's shape has been really good. That's why their defenders are very attractive in fantasy. Chelsea are good. There's no question they're good. But Swansea uh, and could we, hold and there's them a, And there's a significant thing that could happen that we should mention. Okay. It's an injury roundup-related Thing. Can you give us a little teaser about what it's going to be? Thibaut Courtois. Thibaut Courtois. Ooh. It's Thibaut Ooh. Courtois. Tim so, Thibaut Courtois. So the teaser, that's not really a teaser, is you might be seeing Asmir Begovic in goal Interesting. for Chelsea this week. Which only complicates, if you own Courtois, that only complicates your decisions even more. Yeah. Now, hopefully your backup keeper is playing. Yeah. But what if your backup keeper's check? Or if you're Forster. spending that much money though at goalkeeper, then Forster, just... maybe I don't know. You've got decisions. If if you've got someone who's actually going to be playing this coming weekend, yeah. like Courtois, but he's hurt, and then like his club is playing, but he's not. Mm-hmm. That only makes it harder. Can I you're add right. one more thing to this strategy conversation? Sure. Consider table placement. If you're in a competitive league, consider where you are in the table. If you're safely in first place. Don't panic over the next three weeks. Do what you have to do to stay in first, but don't ruin what you've got going by chasing after players who are going to be playing because everyone's going to struggle to field a starting 11 over these next three weeks. Yes, you're right, and I want to break that thought. But the flip side of that is if you can do it and everyone else is struggling and you can work it out so you're not, then you're just gaining on them. That's true. It's just a matter of, okay, I'm getting 11 guys who are going to play, but what if they don't do well? What if they score one, two, three points? Then I've got 20 points this week, which is great, against uh, my league leader who had half a squad, and he scored 12. Didn't do me any good to ruin my squad for the next for the rest of the season, potentially, by trying to just get 11 guys who are going to play. So you've got to make sure that you're still making smart decisions about who you're playing amongst the clubs that are that are, are going to be in action this coming the week. The flip side of all this, I, I agree with, the, with that point, if it was for just one week. But because it's for at least two weeks, chances are... Two of the next three, specifically. Two yeah. of the next three. I think, in my opinion, I want to try to do whatever I can to do get as many points over the next three weeks and then work it all out after that. Now, again, it's going to depend on your on your makeup. And well, that's I'm not exactly saying, right because we're short matches now, but later in the season. Well, and so that that was that was also what I was yep. going to say. Yep. The flip side to all of this is this next point, and that's that these teams who aren't going to be playing, yeah, in match week twenty six and match week twenty eight, these teams will eventually have double match weeks later yeah, on. That's right. So then you want as many of those players as you can get. But again, we don't know when those are scheduled yet. Right. They might not be till game weeks 32, match weeks 32, 33. That now gives me time to diversify and slowly sure. start bringing in 
those guys who I know are eventually going to have double match weeks. So I like where you went with looking at certain players from certain clubs. Uh, I think we've done a good job of highlighting that there are options there for you. Yep. But just remember, the more you go in, the harder it's going to be to come out of what you do to to make your squad more uh, what you want it to look like coming out of match week 28, yep. making it look like it should for 29-30 and so on. Why do yep. you guys hate West Ham? I don't. I actually have Andy Carroll as a striker to possibly pick Why up. Not? Why not? They're playing in both weeks. I think there's plenty. Uh, if you can figure out who's going to play. Well, I like Snodgrass. I have I own Snodgrass. I mean, He'll be he's in my lineup. I think you can easily say. Do you think Antonio is going to do well? I think Antonio is going to play. Yeah, they but get, will he do anything? Well, you're going to have them at Watford. Yeah, there's uh, goals there. Sure, and they play home Chelsea in the, in the everyone back in week 27 week. So you don't love that, but at least they're at home. No, no, actually I do. Uh, West Antonio, Ham hosting and West Chelsea Ham at home. Yeah. So, uh, I like Antonio's that. Antonio's good for goals at home anytime. And then they play at Burnmouth in week 28. Bournemouth. That's great. I mean, Who do you so, like there, Brian? Lanzini. You like Lanzini? I know that Snodgrass is the trendy pick He's and cheaper. probably the leftover pick because so many people had him whenever he was still Hall, and I don't think a lot of people sold him. He's, he's, the, he's owned decently well. He's over 15%. But I just think... Again, Lanzini's been the guy. He's at only 1% ownership, and he's 6.3. Wow. But he's we know why guys. that's the case. Yeah, because he, he hasn't stayed in until right. now. So it, right. wasn't until, it wasn't until they resolved the Pyatt issue. I just think that that's the guy. Like you, I mean, I had Antonio forever. We talked about that. He's Can I argue with you on I, lo- I love Antonio, but I just... Feel like that's the guy. Can I argue with you on that? Yeah, go ahead. I think I'd feel more comfortable with Antonio because he's a guarantee. He's a guarantee in the lineup. Yeah, Lanzini is is one who gets rotated out, and even if he does play, he's going to get subbed out. Yes, and the issue. So this week too, now that Andre Au is back in kind of contention. Yeah. yeah. I guess depending on how match fit he is. Uh, AU is one of those guys that could come in, and but I don't know who he rotates for. That's the thing. Snodgrass played for the, you know. Yeah. I, I just think that Lanzini's form has been so good. I just don't know how they do that. And the the other issue too is because Andy Carroll's groin is so delicate. <laughs> Aren't all of our groins a little wow. delicate? Uh, is that okay. To his say? minutes. Sure, no, all all groins are delicate. Bro. What I'm saying is, a I mean, AU plays as much up front as anyone else did. Sure. I mean, he easily could be the sub for Carroll. Right. Because Antonio can go anywhere else. Right. If Carroll doesn't play, you assume Antonio stays on the entire time and AU might come on for one of the other midfielders. But I just I just can't imagine I can't imagine Lanzini, Snodgrass, Antonio, any of those guys not playing at least 70. Right. And so I just think, that, I mean, just because Lanzini has been so good for them since Pyatt's gone, I wouldn't mind owning him at all. Well, hopefully we gave you something that will help you. I think there's plenty of good stuff there. I and, think so. Uh, and so we will continue to uh, discuss this as we move from week to week um, because obviously, you know, we'll, next week we'll talk about the results of these eight matches from match week 26. 
and uh, and we will continue to look forward and, and help you get set up over the next couple of weeks. But just keep in mind, you know, play play that medium term game. This is not just about Match Week 26. You know, four matches, maybe five, but probably four matches on Match Week 28. That's gonna be a really tricky one to consider. Uh, real quick, before we go to the injury roundup, yeah, man. Probably my favorite referee in the Premier League, Mark Clattenburg. He's back. The news this past week. I know, you know, it's for now, right? I mean, yeah. he's the, the news at first was that he had taken a job as the new head of referees in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia? Yeah. And was hey, going to leave immediately. That Saudi money's deep, man. I believe you. That you, Saudi money's deep. You would know. Uh, he was expected to leave immediately, not referee another match in the Premier League and another match in England. Uh, and yet now we know he's going to be here till the end of the year, here, England, here, Premier League. Uh, and then he'll be out. I mean, I guess if you're Mark Clattenburg and you've done the, you know, the final of every major world competition, you know, you've refereed the final of the World Cup, you've refereed the final of the Champions League, the Euro 2016 final, I think he did, obviously numerous FA Cups. Yeah, he's, a, he's the world's referee. He's done everything. Why not just go ahead and cash in now, right? Sure. Yeah. But I'm still going to miss him. You know, he gets made fun of a little he's, bit. He's a good referee. For his theatrics, his his very firm, you know, way of no, making calls. and Yeah, it's good. Men in Blazers are hilarious about how they you talk gotta about You got to have a signature, man. He's got a signature. Wanting some, some camera time. <laughs> it's hilarious. But he does a great job. He's not, he's not error-free, obviously. No referee is. But he's great. We're definitely going to miss him starting next year. Ironically enough, when... He was not going to referee for the rest of the season. His last match in England was going to be the Alexis Sanchez Hand of God match. Oh, interesting. He probably decided I can't end on that note. I've got yeah. to. I've got to come back and finish out the season. Dave, you said he was going to get paid in oil. <laughs> I mean, listen, my, you don't know. So they weird. might give him a couple oil rigs. Derek. It's because it's Saudi Arabia. Whatever. Whatever. Brian. Yep. Yeehaw. Get there. Howdy, partners! It's the injury roundup. <laughs> yeah, ho! Yeah, ho! Give us that injury roundup. We need it's, to know about the injury. It's short. Uh, That's good because it's there's not a lot. There's just a couple playing. updates, but the big one that we talked about, Tebow, Tim Tebow Courtois is uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. From now on, from now on, he's he's referenced to as Tim Tebow Courtois. Tim Tebow Courtois, fifteen point eight percent ownership. <laughs> the Sun says. It's gastroenteritis. Uh, apparently, it's a severe enough case of gastroenteritis, which, of course, what would gastroenteritis is just this? This is a diarrhea. His stomach. Yeah, it's yeah, diarrhea. It's He's got the vomiting. It's tough the to inflammation play. of your having the gastrointestinal runs. system. That's what that. That's yeah. the itis. Sure. You know what inflammation is? Inflammation of the itis. No. Apparently it's severe enough that he's a serious doubt Wait, for the Dave, Swansea we're, match. We're on Facebook Live right now. Point to your itis for me. I, no, your, your eye. No, your eye tits. <laughs> no, your eye tits. <laughs> itis, right? You started this, sir. I did not. <laughs> Where's your itis? The sun keep, keep says moving. gastroenteritis. WebMD is a better place to go for this. Not Dave's chest. Sponsor sure. us. If I need to, I'll call. I'll tweet at Stefania Bell. WebMD. Look, WebMD is is a better sponsor. Okay. Romelu Lukaku says, "Fit, ready to go." Yes. No, Ronald Koeman says that. 
He says he will be fit and available for the weekend. Saying also, the team knew about the calf injury. We talked about it last week. It's been out there a little bit. He did not go train with them in warm weather training in Dubai. He went to Belgium and said to work on his calf, but Ronald Koeman said they knew about the calf issue even prior to the match against Middlesbrough, which he played the full night. Right. So, no, I think should be no concern. It's you know it's always it's always frustrating when you click on you get a player on there and you see a little orange or yellow triangle pop up next to their name. Yes. Uh, and uh, whether or not they're going to be available to play, and he's got one currently. Should be no issue. Scott, do you care about this? Does this matter to you, Dayon Lovren? Do you care about Lovren being yeah, out? Yeah, I do. The more Lucas is back there, the yeah, I, so, I, I do care. Uh, this is Anfield reporting that Lovren visited a specialist in Germany to look at what is being called a persistent knee issue. Mm. So he is un- unlikely to play this weekend. So that will be his third missed match in a row. Who's calling him? Daniel. I guess. Hmm. Dan Young Sturlovridge. Sturlovridge. He hasn't been locker mates with Sturridge, has he? Anyways. So that's that doesn't affect a lot of people, but it does kind of impact the. It could impact the club, and if that impacts the club, it's going to impact all the players you got playing. I mean, if you have mid, I mean, Nathaniel Klein is decent. Right. Uh, I, you know, I'm not recommending him, but he's he's the best uh, of a mediocre group of defenders. But midfielders, they benefit from uh, a good defensive performance as well, just not as much. For me, other than Aaron Cresswell, there's not one other person that I've wanted to own but not owned as much as Nathaniel Klein. He's in there every week. I want to own that guy, but absolutely cannot. And what's just, what's really frustrating sad. about Nathaniel Klein when he was when he transferred from Southampton to Liverpool, the one thing that everyone talked about was his ability with crosses. Mm-hmm. It's an excellent crosser. That just doesn't of the wall. seem like that happens. Much. It hasn't translated to to Liverpool style. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to kick it into an area and try to let somebody well, somebody Liverpool bigger really to go have... get it because Firmino and and Coutinho and and Lallana are all playing at their feet. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly right. There's no area. And Mane is on, no on, on their feet. Yeah. And and therefore, there's really few assist opportunities for him. Too. The only other two, there's two other updates for Spurs players. Danny Rose, there's a timetable on his return, which is March 26th. Wow, which would be when weeks. England England plays against Lithuania in World Cup mm-hmm. in a World Cup qualifier. You that's, know they're timing that so that he doesn't go play that. Much. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, match so. Not only the, so that's that the, cynical. So that's the <laughs> so that's the date that's been given. So he's gone to see a specialist, and they're putting the timetable at like three weeks from now, yeah. or so. Luckily, if you don't own him currently, you don't need to go get him. Or his Spurs aren't going to be playing in match. Right. Anymore. I would assume anyone that is going to own anyone there is going to own Alderweireld or. Walker. Right. By the way, did you see who was in? Uh, that the... was where I was going next. Perfect. Go ahead. Is saw who was back in the full, playing the full match against Fulham in the yeah, FA Cup. Bertongen. Bertongen's back. So that can only help them. Yeah. Not they could just yeah. get Ben Davis on the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least they can throw Walker, Alderweireld, and, and Bertongen out there. Right. <laughs> and maybe somebody else. But either way, boost for Spurs. That's really it. We've talked about other people. Andy Carroll's touchy should be okay. Is that is that a, is that a pun? Is that no, a 
It was not. <laughs> it is now. Anyways. We've already said his soft groin is very sure. touchy. So whether or not he wow. plays is Can up I in the air. Can I on that on Twitter? He is likely to play this yeah. week. Yeah. All right. But you know what you're going to get with Andy Carroll. Either a hat trick or nothing. That's it. Hat trick Andy Carroll. Touchy. Or and that's your injury random. Well done. Well done, Brian. All right. Scott, where does this bring us to? Twitter, at Fantasy Soccer FC. Facebook, the Facebook page is called Fantasy Soccer FC. Maybe you're watching us right now on our Fantasy Soccer FC Facebook yep. page. Our website is FantasySoccerFC.com. Uh, working on some content for the blog. I don't have anything to promote okay. yet, but well, we'll, cool. we'll put some new content up soon. Hey, we always love to hear from listeners. Heard from, we heard from yeah, a we listener heard from this a past few. week, at yeah. Craig Vaukins. Thanks for your uh, tweet. Hopefully we helped you out a little bit for the next few match weeks. We probably confused you even more. <laughs> but either way, listen, we love getting tweets, and when we get them, we'll, uh, we'll try to maybe throw one out there every now and then. So uh, email, well, we don't really receive emails, but Facebook messages and or tweets is, uh, is where it's at. We have at. a donate button on our website. Listen, if anyone <laughs> feels free, feel free to go on our website, the very bottom, donate button. We would love to have some donations. Pete Jenkins, the marketing director of WebMD.com. No, I'm just making that up. Oh, I'm like, wow, this is news. No, that's this that's, is news to me. There, I don't think he wants to be wants to be known as Pete. Yeah, sure. There's nothing wrong with Pete. Peter. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with Pete's. Hey, listen, this, this nonsense is over with. Who knows? Maybe we'll be back in my house again. Maybe not. I don't know. It's always fun. We never know when, where we might just pop up and do a podcast. Uh, I pop up at your house. Maybe your house. Pete Jenkins. Maybe your house, Pete Jenkins. I don't even know who that guy is. Hey, listen. Hey, Uh, Pete, we're coming. (laughs) We are coming to you live today from WebMD headquarters, (laughs) which is... Who knows? Employee right. bench this outside of this is so all right. Over. Whatever, dude. Hey, listen. You're no fun for uh, for Scott and Brian. I'm, I'm David. David for all of you. For, for me. you and for me. <laughs> Until next time.